over the years of doing radio, because you kind of forget that people like the show. Like, if you go, honestly, because I, I became single halfway through, like, like two years into mm. the breakfast show. And I remember I'd be on Tinder and people would be like, I love Gotta Get It Wrong. And you're like, oh, this isn't good. <laughs> like, I remember I didn't enjoy. Because yeah. you have to be very careful. Because yeah. you're kind of like, oh, I kind of, some people might know me. I'm yeah. not like an Or they old... may think they know you as like a certain kind yeah. of person and stuff like that. Yeah. I remember going on a date and someone was like, oh, you're very disappointing. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to another episode of Finterviews. I'm your host Connor Finn and this is the show where I get to chat to the most interesting people I know. On the show this week I was thrilled and I mean thrilled to sit down with none other than the host of the Fully Charged Breakfast Show on Spin 103. It was of course the wonderful Graham O'Toole and Nathan O'Reilly. Oh what a pleasure. I sat down for a chat with the guys and when I say we discussed some things, we discussed everything from swinging clubs, whispering eyes, flirting with Colin Farrell, accidental interviews with the homeless, the death of DJ Quench, Nathan's celibacy training, and for some reason a whole lot of donkey dicks. Honestly, this was one of the wildest interviews I've done, <laughs> probably because it was one of the first ones in person, and I feel like having somebody in the same room with you especially these guys um you need to be on your toes on your feet and uh we 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 went for it we really went for it but if i give night too much now i hope you enjoy this latest episode of interviews with the brilliant graham and nathan that's great how are we all feeling we all comfy we're all settled in and we started no. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we started recording. Graham, how are no. you feeling? I don't want to answer for you. I've got, I've got a pain underneath my right armpit. And it's, oh, it's, is it sl- a sweaty pain? I know, it's kind of like a swollen pain. Oh, that's not good at all. Uh, I'm feeling great, Connor. I, I have to say. <laughs> oh, we've joking. gone into podcast mode. Oh, yeah. I know. I've seen it go in there instantly. And I was going like, oh, shit. Like, that just oh, no. <laughs> and, and you don't want to stop us when we're like this. We're in the mode. Honestly. Yeah, I'm this actually is, very scared. Oh, no. Like, we're different people. The switch is gone. Why and the Graham, door lock? That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Graham and I gone. are bouncing off each other now. Yeah, people can't actually see it. It's like a red light in here. <laughs> very odd. <laughs> Well, welcome back to another episode of Finterviews. On the show this week, we have none other than the best two boys in town. Are we getting on, Graham and Nathan? The best two boys in town. I like that. That was a lovely introduction. You felt so welcoming, like you were our grandfather and you're about to feed us a Werther's original. (laughs) Well, my pocket is full of Werther's, but uh, (laughs) but that's for another time. (laughs) Nathan, check his pockets there. I will. It's either full of Werther's or he's very happy to have us on the podcast. Yeah, this is the first in live podcast and I forgot that the guests didn't touch me. Um, and and uh, I did not consent. <laughs> but how are we getting on, guys? Anyways, I mean, here we are. I mean, like, who would have thought me starting into a new little role in spin and now I'm already taking the piss out of it and getting the breakfast you want. <laughs> also, you are doing this in the middle of your work day. How no, have you got away with that, Connor? This is my lunch hour. Um, and it's very um, early lunch, Connor. It's 11 o'clock. <laughs> oh, we don't consider time in here. <laughs> it's crazy. Nobody can ever pinpoint me down. <laughs> they can't prove it and I won't make them. <laughs> I have to say, it's an honour being on this podcast because, yes. Connor, you were helping out 
on something we were doing for the show, The Last Jewel premiere. We wanted to host our own mm. premiere, the Matt Damon film, of course, in Ireland. And I said to you, I went, I know you have a podcast, Connor. <laughs> Why aren't you inviting the boys on to it? I, I was just nervous. I don't... <laughs> did you ask them that? I did. And I was quite threatening. I was outside Aww. O'Connell Street and I went, hey, man, get us on the podcast. No one ever asked myself and Graham. I, th- I thought you asked us out of the good of your heart, not because you were threatened by Nathan on O'Connell yeah, Street. Yeah, I was held at gunpoint. Yes. But like, yes. that's nothing here and there. I, I mean, I really wanted to bring it up, but like, I mean, I just need somebody's little invitation first. So, you know and it mean? was lovely how he broke the news. Do you remember last week he went over to our desk? He went, yeah. guys, I've something to ask you a, a little favour and we went not another fucking TikTok video leave us alone we're old men we don't want to dance and then it was a podcast so we are delighted uh, can I ask a question as well uh, no I, this isn't your the initial your message you sent was to both Nathan and I you set up a group mm-hmm. however you have annexed me out of the conversation that is true Nathan, so, I, Nathan told me I? that this was cancelled and changed differently I go what, what is this? What am I, Crimea in Ukraine getting annexed by Russia? <laughs> so my thought press around this, my thought press, uh, my thought process around this was that you guys must be in multiple WhatsApp groups together. And I was thinking, do they really want another one? And instead of like creating one and text you both, I was like, look, the boys, they're together. They're basically psychic. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I, he's my psychic. So... <laughs> <laughs> he said sidekick not sidekick man he messaged me how did it suck on those apples how did you message him so there's no offence man <laughs> why did you think he was the boss I know people go through me they go through Graham I, I go through Graham <laughs> I've seen it done <laughs> I get really scared when Connor messages me because his whatsapp picture is uh, the logo of the radio station spin 1038 yeah. So when I receive a message, I think Spin is mm. sending me a message. Yeah. It's meant to do it. It's an intimidation method. Yeah. Um, I've learned that years ago. Uh, clearly, <laughs> if you haven't heard already, I'm from the north. So that kind of comes with the playing field, really. <laughs> like, yeah, um, check your cars um, just underneath. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how go- well this interview goes. You wore the uh, the 20 pence piece? A punt. Yes, I did yeah, indeed. Yeah, it's because I... Obviously, because I pointed out in our first meeting and you said, I must wear it again because <laughs> I'm interviewing him in Finterviews. Absolutely. I mean, that was, I, I always cater my clothes to make sure that you boys are happy. Yeah, <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean? I don't want to, like, annoy anybody. I just want to make sure everybody's in a comfortable atmosphere. Well, we do have uh, a oh, fondness for Reebok <laughs> runners. <laughs> we do. Oh, that was indeed. very loud. Oh, yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. I, I spotted yours. I, you've, I've got the blue variation. You've got the green ones. Next up, I'm going to get them. You know, I saw someone wear them last day. They're lovely. Because these are just plain white. But the Actual Reebok sign on the, on the side was all green. I saw them. I'm like, it's my Christmas Very present. nice Christmas gift. If Connor wants to thank us for coming on the podcast, who Come knows? Guys, a new Reebok runners. <laughs> well, we'll have to see at the end. Okay. Uh, <laughs> see how good we are. But I suppose, let's kick it off now. We've been introducing you, but we haven't really got a proper introduction. For the rare occasion that somebody is listening to the podcast right now, I mean... And they haven't heard of Graham and Nathan. I'm sure there's a lot of people who haven't heard of us. <laughs> They've been on rock. Um, <laughs> maybe give us a brief introduction. I mean, breakfast show presenters, but is there anything else that we don't know that maybe you guys would like to say? I mean, jugglers, acrobats, I mean, is there Well, is there Nathan is else? an ambassador for Irish rugby team. Mm. Well, yes, I recently have a partnership with a company that I'm very happy to be working with. I don't know if I can say at the moment. It's quite cryptic. But let's just say, you know, I have hands in different pies. I'm skint. I need money. I will put my face to anything. Graham, 
Express yourself. Express myself. Who are you? Who am I? What do you want to know, Connor? Like, I want to know. How much do you want to know about? Do you know me? where like, he's from? Do you want, That's what I was about yeah. to say. Yeah, give me an introduction. Where he's from? I'm even. from I mean, Mayo. Mayo. Up Mayo. Mayo for Mayo? Sam. Lewisburg. Nobody knows Lewisburg. <laughs> do you know Westport? Yeah. Nah, fuck, I hate saying that. I, I, hate, I have to say that. You have to. Yeah, it's like the rivalry is as, as, as uh, big as between the north and the south. Oh, God. Yeah, geez. between Lewisburg and Westport. Fierce <laughs> rivals. We're obviously Catholic, Westport are Protestant. Yeah. Um, so I have to say that, oh, if you know Westport, well, you know, you keep going towards Crowpatrick and then you go in further 10 minutes out the road. We're the last town in Ireland. Oh. So when I hopped on the train, when I used to get the train home, I would start in the east and I'd get off on the last stop and then I'd have to drive another half an hour to get to my house. I live in a very, 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 very remote area of the country. It's basically a crossroads centred around um, a church and we used to have seven pubs, Connor, in Lewisburg. We now only have two and it's a, we're devastated. Graham, <laughs> tell Connor about the mental mile. Oh. Sorry, what? Oh, <laughs> Connor will love the mental mile. I don't know if I can say too much about the mental mile because it involves a lot of people going to prison <laughs> over sexual cases. Oh. Sexual, yeah. Can you say maybe one thing? Um, don't go in. There's Obviously, a, there's you're not naming names. Area, not like so. There's a part of Lewisburg. Lewisburg is the town, even though it's a very small town. But you go beyond the bridge. We don't associate ourselves oh, okay. with Okay, yes, no. I hear you. You're mm-hmm. either from before the bridge in the town or beyond the bridge. Yes. Beyond the bridge where the football pitch is, uh, you can kind of, if you're in the football pitch, it's fine, but further than that, anything goes. Right. No man's land. No man's land. I feel like right. Connor's writing down the address. He wants to go straight <laughs> after this. And there's a place called the Mental Mile where people are just, they're just, I actually can't can say, you know? I can't. I can tell, I can tell that story in the pub. Well, I recently told it in Lahange when we were all down there. But honestly, I can't say it in a broadcast medium because I could get people sent to prison. I want to say I'm sorry for putting you on the spot. That's okay. Like that. But it kind of gives you an idea as to what happens in the mental mile. It doesn't always stay in the mental mile. Someone ended up in Castlery Prison because of what went on back there. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And other stuff uh, is just kept within the family. And this is quite local to you? This is very local to me. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot, like there's a lot of swinging that goes on in Lewisburg as well. Oh, yes. Armas in for swinging as well. Really? Yeah, Thursday nights. Yeah, they go to Davins. Yeah, it's a little pub in town. In your, where are you from? Armagh. Armagh. So, and it's known for swinging. Well, I. What? Do you know what swinging is? <laughs> yeah, maybe there's a confusion. There is. As there's to a what's language barrier. On. My, no, my swinging is when um, married couples go to other married oh, couples' no, on houses. Thursday, yeah, that's what I mean. On Thursday nights. Yeah. Why just on Thursday nights? I don't know. It's a thing. Uh, Thursday's a great evening for many things. Yeah. Going out in town. It kind of kicks off the weekend. You can because... smell the weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can smell what's going on. And uh, Devlin, did you say? Huh, Devlin's, yeah. Devlin's. Give me a little shout out. Yeah, yeah. That, apparently that's like the big uh, the pub where all stringers go to. And then they meet up and then that's where they skip off of each other. Uh, what kind of, what's the age bracket of these? Because in our town, it's like f- 40 plus. Oh, no, absolutely. Like, yeah. it is that vibe. Tenfold, yeah. But maybe we we should um, kind of get the two count. You know how towns are joined with towns like <laughs> yeah, like Lu- Sister Town and yes. stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. my Lewisburg town is actually twinned with Brest oh. in France. We used to get a great laugh oh, about that. Kibron region. In okay. um, oh, sorry, okay. It's a Kibron region. Kibron. Kibron. Swing on. <laughs> sorry. Swing on region. <laughs> so we will team up with Devlin. De- is that what it's called? Sorry, Devlin. Devlin. Yes. That's the pub. What's the That's town? Pub. Arma. Armagh Town? Yeah. Okay, so Lewisburg and Armagh Town are now going to be twinned to the, the sport of swinging. Well, I guess it's 
It's now. It's, it's said now. Yeah. Can't really take it back. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And Sounds perfect. I suppose I'm very different to Graham. I'm not a huge fan <laughs> of swinging, believe it or not. But I, I'm from Glenageary. Connor, do you know where Glenageary is? I've never heard of Glen- No, I'm only joking. I have heard Glenageary, but I don't know a thing about it. Yeah, so look, uh, maybe just to... I, I never really know what to say when Paint people... Landscape. Uh, Range Rovers. Um, Here we go. Uh, rich Daddies. Yes. Private School. I never rugby, went to private school. No. Rugby. I um, hear you. Never yeah. ever worried about finances unless they invested a lot during the crash. Very good. Yeah, a lot yeah. of bankers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of... Um, yeah, like herbs, a- spices, cheese shops, wine shops. Avoca. Are you getting my? Yeah, are you Avoca. catching my drift? Yeah, I like a lot of gilets worn about. Oh, gilets, there we I, go. Yeah, barber yeah, jackets, riding boots, oh. but like the horses they set home. I hear yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Nathan yeah. loves riding. Uh huh. Yeah, horses. <laughs> Connor, here's an interesting fact. My mother's Australian. Your mother's Australian? Yeah, she was born and raised in Sydney, uh-huh. left there when she was 19, and then she met my father in Trinity. So there's an interesting thing. You know, when I got into radio, <laughs> my intonations, my inflections, they tend to actually go up a lot. Yeah. At the end. Graham looks like he's half asleep. <laughs> Graham genuinely looks like he's half asleep. I think that's very interesting. I often think, why do I go? I think that's a fun fact. I think that's a fun fact. What's interesting, the fact that I'm falling asleep or the fact that your intonations go up at the end? Go up at the end. Okay, sorry. Jesus. When did that stop? I I don't think it has stopped, if I'm honest with you. I don't think you go up at the end anymore. That's very Canadian Mm. to go up at the end. But do you remember I used to anyway? When I started (laughs) in. Do you remember when we started out in radio and Nick, Nick Kay, would get us into his studio and we would have to record voiceovers for ads? I'd always go high at the end and he's like, stop going high like you're asking a question. Mm. Very interesting. How are you? Yeah. We're on. (laughs) Tonight at seven o'clock. Mm? Are we? <laughs> Question Why am I here? <laughs> well, I mean, now I think we've got a bit of like a good scheme of where everybody's from. I mean, you've got a bit of Australian in your blood. I mean, but tell us, you kind of touched upon that first off, I suppose. When did you first, I mean, get into, I suppose, broadcasting, presenting? Was it something that you always kind of had a passion for? Or, I mean, was there another path in mind? Because I know you studied together now. Mm-hmm. I mean, film broadcasting. I mean, did that lend itself quite handy? Or... Was there just another life that you guys were potentially like chemists or something? I don't know. This guy's done his research. Yeah, you're very good, Connor. He's done his research, film and broadcast. I did. Where'd you I, get uh, that info from? Huh? Where'd you get that info from? It's confidential. LinkedIn? <laughs> <laughs> Tinder? <laughs> now, I always wanted to get into radio. I was obsessed with radio. Mm. Like from mid-teens, uh, radio, 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 mm. radio. And then I went to a gig once. Fergal Darcy was DJing a gig in Lewisburg. It was for um, a teenage disco where we were organising where you weren't supposed to be drinking. It was um, promoted so you don't drink, mm. but we got drunk. Um, so actually, it was very bad. And anyway, I went up to Fergal afterwards and I was like, how do I do what you do? I want to be a DJ. I want to get on the radio. Yeah. And he was saying, well, what you do is you go to Dublin. You study film and broadcasting. Pat Hannon is the radio lecturer. Go to him. He'll look after you. And uh, then just kind of work hard. So then... All the next year I was doing Leaving Cert. I was like, got to get this course, got to get this course, got to get this course. Finally got in and I was like, right, I've made it. Now mm. I just got to do radio. Mm. I got to find someone to do be funny with because mm-hmm. I didn't want to do um, like 
a jock. I didn't want to do like music radio. Yeah. I wanted to do fun, engaging radio. Uh, and then I think we, um, I met a guy called Jarlath and he didn't want to do radio, so then Nathan had to do. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Shout out to Jarlath. I know, we became friends earlier on. Yeah. Early on. I was, I was very eager. I was a completely different person to the person I am now today. Mm. Uh, but I, because I, you, you had friends in the course. Yeah. From, from like Dublin, because it was Dublin centric. And I was one of the only people from the country. Oh, okay. So I was very, I laid it on thick. Yeah. Oh, Connor, I fucking went over the top because I was like, I have to make friends here. Yeah. And I went full in. But you had, you had like Rob and Liam. Yeah. You Look, already knew. I never wanted to do radio. I had no idea what I really? wanted to do. Yeah. Like, I would never have listened to the radio in Dublin. Maybe the only show I did listen to was Adrian Kennedy. Yeah. Do you know the Adrian Kennedy yeah, phone yeah. show? I thought that was just so... Oh, good. But um, I just chose the broadest degree, film and broadcasting, where you could literally try anything. Yeah. It wasn't just radio. It was film, television, um, because... I think so many people in school, they have no idea what career they want to pursue. And then you do these certain exams and you meet guidance counsellors and they're like, oh, you're good at communicating. Maybe you could get into PR. So Mm. that's what I was going to do. But what's so strange is I didn't do amazing in my leaving cert. I only got into that course, film and broadcasting on the third round. It was a third round offer. I'd already paid my fees to do something else, oh, which really? was English media and cultural studies in IADT. I would have hated that. Yeah. It's like 90% theory. <laughs> and I remember I got given the third round offer and I didn't want to go because I was like, no, I've already gone to IADT. I paid my fees. So you, you had actually gone in? I'd gone, yeah. What? I walked around the campus. <laughs> I had gone there. I didn't know you actually were in there. The only reason I went to DIT was my friend Rob, who we know, and I went to secondary Mm -hmm. school with him. Mm -hmm. He called me and he was like, man, I heard you got a third round offer. What are you going to do? And I said, oh, I'm going to stick with IADT. And he was like, man, you fucking idiot. Go to (laughs) DIT. You stupid mother. He was like, I'm going to hunt you down. There's a guy called Jarlith that might get onto the radio if you don't go. So it's, it's honestly insane to think what I'd be doing if I didn't go to DIT because it was through Graham. Yeah. Graham was the one that mm. wanted to do radio. And then, and then so I'm guessing this is thing, Graham, you were the one that said, right, Nathan, baby. Come on, honey. baby. Come on, baby, Kate. Jared doesn't want to be with me, baby. So will you be my baby? Hey, big boy. Do you want to come over here? Let's talk in a dark room for a couple hours every morning. Hmm? Like, how did that, like, initiate? Like, words, it's like, I mean, because it's obviously, like, you see those people, you know, presenting and you see obviously like the breakfast shows or any other shows, I suppose, on radio. And you're thinking, how do they pair up together? Like, did you kind of, was this really kind of your instigation? Where yeah. Like, Look, I see us, we're having a bit of crack. Or was it something organic that just kind of fed into, frigga, I think was, this could work together. Uh, I think it's actually weird looking back how, how hell-bent I was on creating a radio show. Because in DIT, <laughs> you didn't actually start radio until you got to the third year. So at first and second year, do nothing. And then when we got to third year, it was you did DITFM, but you only did radio two weeks in the year. Yeah. So you did the end of the first semester and the end of the second semester. And I was like, well, that's not good enough. I want to be doing more. <laughs> so um, I was like, right, what can we do? And I wanted to, like, in my head, create this kind of radio show. We had a female and we had a funny guy. And yeah. I was like, right, we'll go to Nathan. Nathan's going to be the funny guy. And we went to one of our very close friends still to this day, Deborah. And she was a great radio uh, person as well. And the three of us got together and we set up this podcast called The Whispering Eye Podcast. The Whispering Eye. Yeah. 
Um, do you know what the whispering eye is? Yes, I do. But um, for maybe the listeners, <laughs> explain to them what the whispering eye. Is. Whispering eye uh, essentially means vagina, uh, and it, it was a phrase that was used in um, Superbad, mm. and it was the big movie at the time. I think it was Superbad it was 2011, 2012, mm. maybe uh, when we were in college, and. I don't know how we got Deborah to agree to do a new podcast yeah. called The Whisper and I because we obviously thought it was hilarious because I still do. <laughs> uh, our, our WhatsApp group the three of us yeah. is still called The Whisper and I now. Um, I don't know how we got her to agree to it. But yeah, so we got together the three of us. Um, I think we only did it for the first semester of third year but we went in once a week and we just recorded it and uploaded it onto SoundCloud or yeah. it was something like that. It was put out and you know, maybe 20 people a week listened but it was just our friends. Mm. But we basically did a podcast but it was a radio show so we played songs which I don't know how we got away with mm. playing out these songs that didn't get taken down I suppose no one was listening so it didn't really matter and we just did that for a while and then um, our lecturer said to me and Nathan that we should go off and do a double header show together for DITFM and see mm-hmm. how it is and so we did and then um, and then we started entering like the student media awards mm. and we started to get noticed um, through them and then it was 2013 student media awards we entered, and the guy hosting it, his name is Ryan Phillips. Mm-hmm. He used to work in Spinman 038. He used to host Fully Charged. Mm-hmm. He used to be Fully Charged with Ryan and Tracy. And he was judging it, and he got in contact with us afterwards and says, we have this new thing starting in Spin. It's called Freak. And it's a digital radio station, and we're trying to get young people in here to kind of uh, hone their skills. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a kind of a pirate radio station, yeah. but it's going to be legal, it's going to be online. And then the plan is for eventually, for people in Freak to eventually make it onto Spin 98 and Today FM. Um, because it was all Communicore at the time. And when we got in, like it was me and you, Peter Collins was on there, um, Marty Gilfoyle was on there. Who else on there? Cormac Moore Tara was on there. Walt or Tara? Tara Murray. Murray sorry. Tara Murray Tara was Murray. on there. I think Saoirse Long was on there Rebecca as well. Shackleton. Rebecca Shackleton was on there. Mid- who else was there? John Beryl was on there. Laura Bracken was on there. So a lot of the on-air staff that are working in Spin 98, or have worked as well, Kieran O'Connor was on there as well, mm-hmm. um, ended up working into, in Spin 98. It was so successful. Yeah. It was mad. And that's how we, kind of, we did that for three, we did three shows a week for our final year in college, and then things happened to where we ended up getting onto a Sunday night show on Spin. Yeah, Jesus. And like, what was that like, I suppose, like coming into, obviously looking, seeing this, you're very passionate coming from the outside, being like, look, I really want to, like, how was that like first situation being like, we're like properly on air and Sunday like was that like a big moment or what did it just kind of feel like because you're you know going with the treadmill of like life and everything else is coming through it did it just kind of like have, have you taken a second to like stop and realize that like you're literally on music station of the year like breakfast show like has, does that like sink in or is it just like feel like a normal day well like that to, was like five questions yeah that, so uh, well no no not at all so to get back to i suppose the sunday night show when we were yeah. given that that was massive for us because yeah. yeah we were used to just a digital radio yeah. station and none of our friends would really listen to it but when we got the sunday evening and you look back and it was so late. It was oh. 10.45 till 12.45 <laughs> in the morning. And um, Graham and I, I remember the first show. Like I went over to your house and then yeah. we arrived in together. And like we were so nervous, as you would be. Yeah. We're in the studio like shaking. We printed all the things on the sheet of paper that we might say. Yeah. I just remember just a bag of nerves. But my brother was having a pre-drinks or something. And I remember all the guys were like tuning in for the show. And I remember they were like messaging 
as you're talking into the microphone, like, oh, God, I'm so afraid. But it's like with anything, like we've done a bit of cover work on Today FM. And the first time we did that, Mm. just a few months ago, we Mm. were shitting it. And the only (laughs) thing that was different was we were in just a different studio. studio, It's pure mental. Like we're doing the exact same thing mm. that we've done for what seven years now, nearly. And it was just—it was a purely mental. Like, oh my god, we're on a different radio station. They don't know who we are. Mm. And I think we were just nervous because I think we're so comfortable now on spin to where we, 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 we know the audience, know our characters, and mm. they know what kind of personality. So if I say Nathan's from a rich background, everyone's mm. going to get it. And mm-hmm. Nathan says, "Oh, you're just a commoner who likes playing food." People kind of understand what that's from. <laughs> but going on to Today FM, then nobody knows who you are so yeah. we can't make those jokes and you kind of have to change your act a little bit um, but nothing nothing in comparison to the first night on Sunday oh, Riyadh uh, was there who now works over in the UK with BBC and he was on before us and I remember he sat with us for the first hour and literally my hands were shaking on the faders Stop it. it was horrendous now I, I listened back a few years ago and I thought it would have been shit, but we somehow hid how yeah. nervous we were. Obviously, it wasn't groundbreaking radio or anything like that. But we did hide the fact we were nervous. It wasn't as bad as I remember thinking it was. But I remember you said to Ryan one time, and I often think about it, uh, because obviously with radio, you get your JNLR figures, and mm-hmm. that's how many people listen to the show mm-hmm. at a certain time. And... What was it? I think you said, oh my God, imagine if you had like 80,000 people listen to your show. And Mm -hmm. Ryan said, well, nothing would change if I had 80,000 people or one person listening. Like the show doesn't change. I remember being like, Ryan, it has to change. You have more people listening. And you just realize, obviously, as you get older and everything and the longer you're in the industry, oh, it's just very personal. Mm. Like, Radio works best when it's you, you, you. I remember at the beginning, I'd be like, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> as if it was a talk show. And you're like, no, you have to chat and speak into the microphone as if it's just one person. But I feel what Graham and I, in terms of our career, a lot of things happen so quickly. Yeah. Like the idea of getting out of college and having a job. Yeah, it was only a Sunday evening, but it gives you so much hope because we were still doing our retail jobs. And I think a lot of people kind of, they end up just falling by the wayside Mm. in media. You feel disheartened if you're just doing loads of stuff for free and you're not getting anywhere. But we were doing all the hard yards while we were still in college. So I even, if anyone's listening to this and they want to get into media, I'd be like, start young. Like Mm. set up a podcast when you're in college. Do all that stuff because... We didn't do a lot of that stuff till later on. Yeah, people forget to mention to anybody that gets into, I suppose, studying media. It's like, yeah, that that, that counts for nothing. <laughs> like, mm. You come out of it a little bit in debt. Um, maybe maybe make a few contacts, but yeah, yeah, that, that that's a that's a fun one that they like to chuck in. Um, yeah, midway through the course, I think, where they go like, yeah. so you've got you've got experience, right? You've you've been working, haven't you? And then you go. Uh, maybe <laughs> no, you true. have to. Yeah, that's things. Uh, my nephew's just is a year and a half through three years of journalism, and I'm saying to you, to him, don't be waiting till next year. Yeah, when you finish, to then start looking. Mm-hmm. I go, you have so much spare time. You've got like what, fifteen, eighteen hours a week. Mm-hmm. I go, work now. Be writing things online. You're it, when you're working for free during college, it doesn't matter because you're in college. Yeah, but when you actually finish and you have to get out into the real world, and then you realize, oh shit, I have to work for free. <laughs> 
but I have to earn money because I need to afford rent and I don't have mm. uh, grants anymore and all this kind of stuff. Mm. Like, no, you have to work in college. And it's shit. It is, it's, it's very annoying that you have to work for free. But unfortunately, if you want to get into it for the long term, you have to do a bit for free at the beginning. Because if you're, if you're, if you're employing someone, you've got two people with the exact same skill sets, and one person's offering to, I'll work for two days for free because I'm doing college mm. and work experience, or someone else needs to get paid, the media industry, the way that it is right now and how finances are so squeezed, you're going to go with the person who's going to do it for free. Unfortunately, there's always going to be somebody there who's going to undercut you until you get that experience. Do you want to hear something really annoying? Yes, hit me. I've never worked for free. Oh, I like that. I've n- and I, and I, that was like, I was so proud of myself. Yeah, ever since I like, started like my first, cause I started out in TV kind of production and stuff like this, like up in Belfast. And similar in college, has just taken whatever, like runner jobs and stuff like this, like researcher things. Grand, like, because they used, used to do, like, you know, tour about, bring on, like, The Voice or, like, Act Factor and they do all the editions, first dates. That was intense. Um, but, like, yeah, that's literally, I've never had to work for free in my life. And I don't know what bullet I've dodged, but I've just been like, well, I've started now. Yeah. And I remember, like, later on, people being like, oh, yeah, we can get you, like, an opportunity here. Like, it will be for free. And I was going, like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, I get no. paid. Oh, but that's really paid, cool. And if you can get paid, oh, absolutely. absolutely. I think so much of it is you gotta, and it sounds so cheesy, but you have to just really love what you're doing. Mm. Like when I look back at, I never thought you could actually get a job like being a radio presenter. All that time, I was just hanging out with one of my best mates. Yeah. Like, this is a bit of crack. Yeah, like, it's no... a bit of fun. I'm not thinking, <laughs> oh, I might be able to get a salary. Yeah. I might be able. Like, you sometimes see people that they see myself and Graham now and they think that looks so much fun. Mm. And it is so much fun, but they don't see also... All the graph that goes behind it. And not to make it seem like we're great, but it's just you do have to do a lot of stuff for free and yeah. you have to sacrifice a lot of things. Like, people want to go on massive... People, uh, but people might want to go on, like, J1s and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, man, you can't yeah. travel for a long distance. You have to be here. Yeah, you have to be waiting for the next opportunity. You have to like, do that. And it's always whenever everybody else is aware that yeah. you have to be like, okay, maybe this is, like, my little time. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. And that's a thing. And, like, uh, we've often... Graham would love to have gone to Canada. I would have loved to have lived in New York. Mm. Um, and it's one of those jobs where you can't fuck off for a bit and then just come back and expect a job you have to there's sacrifices with this job and this is one of them that you have to stay here Mm. you can't be doing that but I, I love it here. I, sp- <laughs> I love it here, I swear. I love, I love the weather and it's so cheap to live in Dublin. <laughs> I love it, guys. <laughs> I'm seeing daylight years. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but I suppose, yeah, you also touched on that as well. Like, obviously, working on, like, geez, I got a little bit serious there. For saying, <laughs> this is not saying it the podcast. Oh, I like to go. <laughs> but I suppose you guys were talking about, yeah, obviously, you had been studying in college, met each other. Love at first sight, honestly. Let's let's back the ground here, guys. Um, but then I suppose you're working alongside that. I'm always interested in the jobs that people did before the kind of you know jobs that they're known for now. And my dad has a really great way of phrasing them as character building um jobs. I don't know if you've had many of them in terms of like maybe retail or things that maybe inform the kind of person that you guys, well, each of you are today, that maybe you know is grafted into the show. I I mean what I always relate back to when I was young, and I think this is a key to my personality. Um, 
I was a uh, part of a slave labor, um, <laughs> child labor. Uh, I used to pick strawberries um, from six a.m. to six p.m. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they'll do that for like a month, and then your uncle would hand you like twenty quid, <laughs> and, then, and you'd be like, "Yes, unreal! I love this." Um, but yeah, I remember whenever I even got my first job, like in oh god where was it oh it was in domino's pizza and i was just grateful that i was indoors <laughs> like, i don't know if you guys have had many jobs similar to that like i suppose has informed the kind of content and stuff that you are known for today that kind of humor i imagine now mayo man oh mayo mayo, mayo. Oh, mayo. i imagine there's got to be some kind of well I, that you've been... I worked i started working at 13 in my family hardware shop oh stop yeah yeah so my dad's manager, my uncle, like, owns it. So I was working there from, yeah, from 13 I was cleaning shelves. Mm-hmm. And then I, once I moved up the rank, I just got more responsibility. So it's this massive yard, basically, where they sell all the materials need to build a house, like timber, roofs, yeah, yeah. Um, gravel, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's also a a farm, like, an agri shop as well. So animal feed stuff yeah, yeah. as well, because it's the main area, because it's all, like, farmers live around us. And honest to God, I loved that job with all my heart. Yeah. I loved it so much, because... It's such a small town, you get to know everyone. Yeah. And everyone knew who you were. And you'd be go- I'd go in, I'd work there Mondays to Saturdays. And uh, I'd get to start at 10 o'clock because uh, I got a lion. But honest God, it was the great. And then I started learning how to drive the forklift in the, sh- in the yard. So oh, I'd be driving around. Uh, honest God, I loved everyone I worked with. It was the best job ever. And I worked till I was about 20. 122 till I moved to Dublin full time. So first and second year in college, I would come home every weekend and work the Saturdays. Mm. But then in third year, I was like, okay, I need to stay up here longer to kind of try and get a job in radio as well as getting a part-time job. Um, so I quit then. So yeah, 13 to 21 slash 22, I did that job. You were <laughs> selling things, talking to old farmers and everything. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. I suppose that kind of lends itself quite well, it's Well, it's good for talk because yeah. all these farmers are smart cunts. I'm sorry, I said, <laughs> sorry. I don't know what I mean to that. But they all, they all think they're smart. Worry, it's not sponsored. It's so, so you have to be able to be quick-witted with them as well. Yeah. So you have to be able to give it as good as you get it. And I think that's kind of how I learned as well just have natural conversation mm. then when the older ladies came in like like uh, catnip they were for me oh, oh older ladies oh that is my demographic women 40 plus I can charm the pants off them women my own age not so much <laughs> but women 40 plus who are going out with a farmer who are coming in to buy their husband's B15 nuts for the cows at home don't you worry Geraldine I'll sort that out for you you're speaking my language <laughs> it's getting warmer in the studio Jesus wow come down so that's yeah I mean <laughs> do you like B15 nuts or would you be more of a super beef man or would you be more of a sheep farmer yo and lamb nuts mm-hmm. I'm a, I've told you already We were strawberry pears. Oh you were strawberry mm, So you're Alright yeah, you were yeah. You were tillage Fruity Kind uh, of <laughs> <laughs> I suppose On the other side Yeah What What about What about Glenna Gary I mean what, what were, Was there like a nice uh, Like a Little croissant shop You're maybe in uh, Sorry Picking strawberries Sounds fairly fancy No I'm seeing like a vineyard in the south of France, hands and knees. You would see that, wouldn't you? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's mad when Graham says he was 13 when he got a job. I was quite late, but I packed in Mm. a lot. Uh, My first job was in a spa when I was 19, really actually far away from my parents' house. But the job after that was probably my favourite. I worked in Starbucks for two years on the main street of Balls Bridge. And... There was a lot of responsibility. I don't know if you guys ever like think back to a time in your life 
now and you think how on earth did I do that I remember genuinely at one stage I was the only person in that Starbucks store there was a queue completely down the street because when there's a game on in the Aviva people like to drink coffee Coffee. instead of beers which Mm. is weird but uh, I remember one day Connor I was there by myself it was in December Mm -hmm. and I was just bored there actually wasn't too many people there (laughs) and then out of nowhere this man walks in and he has a beanie and there's just a swagger to him and I think oh my god this guy seems famous and Connor I swear to god he was famous it was Colin Farrell (gasps) and Colin Farrell was there and I have my mouth open like Jesus Christ because I love celebrities I really do and I just seen his film Horrible Bosses do you know where he's like bald yeah isn't he like into like a like person like yeah like a, yeah, like a white man yeah <laughs> who he, isn't connor come on come on connor in the right company <laughs> but i remember that like he came over and i was like oh my god colin what's going on mm-hmm. and uh i pointed out a chocolate muffin for him because he was like what do you think i should eat and then he drank a bit of my coffee colin and he went this is fucking delicious and then he left and for the entire day i said to every customer not gonna believe who i just saw there Mm. and i kept going on and on and then later on that evening this glamorous woman comes in and i go and she she tipped a good bit into the bucket and then then she said um she was like yeah can i get a large coffee and a latte and i go you're never gonna believe who i saw earlier on today the sexiest man in the world only colin farrell she goes he's my brother he's coming back in colin comes in again i go jesus christ twice in one day and then my boss linda was like nathan you need to go at the back you're creeping colin out but then i left starbucks uh i joined a wine shop for a while i got fired from that place because i didn't know anything about wine say i lasted three weeks then i joined a cinema got fired from there after like two months the people wouldn't warm to me and then i worked in avoca but i had a lot of different jobs i don't know about you guys i loved having a job and just making loads of money (laughs) i genuinely loved having loads of money i really it's nice nice no it is nice when you can get it yeah it's good when you can get it but starbucks was probably good (laughs) (laughs) i'm surprised that colin farrell drinks starbucks yeah i was literally about to say very american i I suppose (laughs) he lives in america yeah yeah i suppose there wouldn't be any quaint coffee places in america Mm. though it's very Dunkin' Donuts and yeah. Wendy's and all that. But that stuff. Starbucks in particular actually attracted a lot of people. Do you remember? Maybe um, it was you. Maybe yeah. I was wearing a very short green uh, apron. Do you remember actually one time <laughs> after a shift in Starbucks, yep. we went to a nightclub and there was a meet and greet in the nightclub. It was for Halloween. Halloween yeah. You were dressed up as Mike the Situation. Yep. I was a barista. What are you own about? What are you own about? Uh, nothing. Either. You should see what's underneath this face. <laughs> oh, abs that could crack a strawberry. <laughs> and I'd pick those strawberries in an hour. You know, Twelve hours Connor, on my abs alone. Vern Troyer, mini me, was in the nightclub doing a meet and greet. R.I.P. Oh R.I.P. I, I was going to go look for it, but we can never find. We this can model. never find it. It was such a nice picture, but I often think about that with Starbucks. That. <laughs> 
that evening meeting mini me r.i.p jesus yeah starbucks so <laughs> you were out the back selling to old women <laughs> nuts and bolts and you were in balls flirting with colin farrell <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i mean and this is clearly grafted into the show i mean you can Absolutely. tell that instantly mm. i suppose that maybe leads me on to like i suppose from getting into like a position like this you are able to meet some of the biggest stars in the world i mean the likes of matt damon i mean ed sheeran al horan like I suppose, has there been any major standout moments like that came from essentially doing like a big, big show like this mm. on air? Do you know what I mean? Is there any like standout things that you've sort of came back from and went like, holy shit, like, I can't believe we actually did that? Stormzy. Stormzy. Oh, that's yeah. a cool one. Stormzy. Now, Nathan loves celebrities. I actually stresses me out. Celebrities really? stress me out. Yes. What stress you out about? I don't know, and I'm still yet to put my finger on it. No, you're laughing. It's a problem. It's a real big problem. I get stressed out by interviewing like, celebrities. Like, you know, super fan. That kind no, of no, I don't know what it is. I just feel like there's a lot of responsibility on my shoulders to do a good interview, and yeah, I get stressed out. I think out. your thing is with a lot of these press junkets, mm. they're there for the day. Yeah. And Graham's biggest fear is wasting people's time. Mm. And the best interviews we've had is when celebrity guests mm-hmm. are in it. Yeah. Like they are excited for what we're doing. Yeah. If we have a game for them, yes. Mm-hmm. But if Graham gets a hint of a celebrity <laughs> not really wanting to do this, then yeah, I'm gone. You, 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 I stress out. No, I stress out. There was one that we were doing uh, recently. It was a video call with three people. Remember that one? And uh, they co- we couldn't get the audio to work and they didn't know that we could hear them and they were like oh, when is this going to be done and I was like ah ah because oh, they could and they were like sorry we're just trying to fix the audio here and they're like oh we've got to go here now and I was like oh my god I was like, ah. and then when they came on I was just super stressed because I knew we'd wasted their time because I don't like my time being wasted Connor and I like to pay that on to other people as well but Stormzy was cool because <laughs> it was the first no it wasn't I we, think Stormzy and Niall Horan they were cool because normally when we've interviewed stars it's either they come into this building. So it's still pretty uh, amazing, but yeah. it, it it doesn't have that same grow as if you go to an airport, you yeah. get onto a plane, yeah, yeah. you have to go to a fancy hotel, hotel yeah, and, and then you see them stuff. in yeah, the room. Yeah. So Niall Horan was our big one where it was literally like an Oprah Winfrey set. You go in, there's loads of candles and flowers. Niall's there getting makeup put on. There's an entourage of people. Graham and I sit on these wooden stools. And like, you're just in awe. Uh-huh. The lights are shining bright on your face. You're kind of thinking, can I get some makeup? I'm also going to be, oh, okay, no, just for Niall. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've, we've actually had, we've been blessed with some really nice people. Niall Horan was our first uh, big celebrity mm-hmm. interview. Then we had Ed Sheeran, mm-hmm. like so nice. And... Um, I I actually really enjoy chatting to Charlotte Crosby because <laughs> I love Geordie Shore. So that was a moment where I was like, "Oh shit, this is Charlotte Crosby." And there in was, here in this room, in this room really? where you're sat, yeah. Graham was sat there. Charlotte was sat there. You were sat here. Yeah, all in wrong seats. And I remember <laughs> she probably had the biggest entourage out of any other celebrity. What did we talk to her about? I don't know. I wanted to chew into a parsnip. Oh, to remember yeah, to yeah. represent um, Gary Gaz Beatles Ding Dong big, oh. big Donkey Dick <laughs> Ah Graham Sorry Graham I, I said the C word You're A few on, minutes ago You're on Finterviews And Sorry. you're saying Donkey Dick He does have a big Donkey Dick 
<laughs> you can take that out. But I actually, I, I do. Oh, it's ten. Donkey dick. I do love celebrities. I'd say you're the same, Connor. I do. <laughs> yeah, based off what? I just get a vibe. Are you a fan of celebrities? I do, so I would say yes, but like I mean, shows like say like Graham Norton stuff like that. Like I love you know just like the chats playing out by them, but also at the same time. I'm really bad with names and I'm really bad with like remembering people like film stars, TV stars, be grand, but like entertainment and that kind of like say like, you know, you're saying for Charlotte Crosby and stuff like that would go straight over my head. Like I remember even for like some DJs and stuff like this, like I think I was in Edinburgh one time, just visiting a mate and um, it was like Timmy Trump or something walked past and you know, like he had a big entrance and stuff with him that like just all that like wouldn't even notice until my friends would be like just just say that oh, sorry do you know that kind of way like yeah. I feel like it depends very much on the graft as well I don't know why maybe it's just because I'm the youngest in my family and I feel like people place like you know different hierarchies like do you know that kind of way like nobody really care about say like newer celebrities like in terms of, like Little Mix or One Direction stuff like that like but like say if like somebody said Joe Dolan's coming to town. I mean, RIP. <laughs> like, but like, literally, that's what I'd be, I'd be like. Jesus, like, even today, I mean, Garth Brooks and stuff. I was being like, yes. okay, I'm actually a little bit excited. <laughs> like, I also love the way you say RIP after everyone that you mentioned that's dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Joe Dolan RIP. So you didn't even miss a beat, <laughs> Joe Joe Dolan RIP. It's it's I have to. Have for, to for Troy, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I'd love to uh, celebrities, but I feel like. My skew on celebrities is just weird. <laughs> like, yeah, you like obscure like, ones. Would you be a fan of um, classic Coronation Street? No, oh, I know. Yeah, see, that wouldn't really be my graft either. Classic X Factor. Classic X Factor, yes. Yes, okay. Yeah, Favourite yeah. X Factor contestant ever. Ever. Yeah, and has to be a bit obscure. Has to be a bit obscure. Yeah, can't be one of the ones that made it to the charts. Like Andy Abraham. Do you remember the bin man? What? Yeah. Do you, do you, oh, this guy doesn't He's get too it. young. He doesn't get see, it. See, that's it. You uh, don't get you, it. Do you remember Ridian? Ridian. Oh, yeah. oh, Connor. Go away. See, you're, see I'm actually told you. See, I feel Connor I was going to say Little Mix. Yeah. Too mainstream. I told you. I literally Too told you. Do you know this band here. called I mean, One Direction? I've never said this to you, Graham. <laughs> Do you remember the X Factor singer, Ben Mills? No. If I got a picture of him, he had long hair. <laughs> and listen to this story, guys. You'll find this nice. Do you know Ben Mills, Connor? <laughs> Of course I don't. <laughs> well, who who were you going to say? Who's your favourite X Factor? Well, I was going to say some of like Owen Quake, some of the classics from home. Ah, that's what? A, uh, from home, that's what? because you know him from or the Or Misha B. I, I, I recognise Misha B. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Misha B. The one B. that like was bullying was, sorry, I seen her live. <laughs> I used to, no, no, this is a really weird thing we used to do. So back home, there is a little town called Ben Burb. And it's literally like, it's a priest prairie, essentially, is like where we for some reason did uh, some drama school I know it was weird um, but we decided to do like um, a music festival and it was called like Party Random yes that's uh and we had um, we had Misha B on for some reason and uh, we also had oh god they weren't the ones they weren't the ones that did the, like the cheeky girls but they were another like girl duo that did like some really weird like a strange like Late 90s, early noughties song. But yeah, Misha B has seen live. Misha B, I think, had a bad time on The X Factor. Mm. Am I right in thinking that she did not enjoy that experience? Yeah, I think she was like part of that whole, like whenever they bring the people to like the judges' house. and Well, they used to do that. They put all the contestants into like houses together and partly she was like bullying people. Here's a good question. Who was Misha B's judge? I'm going to go with Talisa. Was it? No, this is with that one for Cheryl. What are you saying? Fin interview. 
if that's your real name. <laughs> now I start to question myself. I, I will say I was shocked when I saw this. Oh, if it's Simon Cowell. Go on. Kelly Rowland. What? Oh. I forgot she was, was even Rowland a judge. Yeah. Kelly Rowland, look there. That's insane. Jesus Christ. Kelly Rowland. How did I get Kelly Rowland? <laughs> I, I think that was a... That was a that was a poor X Factor. <laughs> Misha, hold on a second. Misha B was the same as Little Mix. The same year, two thousand and eleven. Jesus, That's Kelly Rowland was on the year that uh, Little Mix were on. What? Why do I remember? And Talisa, Talisa, <laughs> Kelly Rowland must have been Louis and Simon. Do you know that Talisa song that James Arthur ended up singing? Excuse me because we're young. Okay. We're just young. Jesus. We're just young. We're just young. <laughs> Excuse we're just me. Young. <laughs> Donkey dick. <laughs> Donkey dick. Donkey dick. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> You'll tell us when we're recording for interview. Yeah, God, geez, how much cut out? Thanks, Finn. <laughs> no, Nathan wait. thought your name was Finn until yesterday. Yeah, that's fair. I thought Tavri- I'll Tavri- answer anything. Davy, Groovy Chick. I'll answer to all. Yeah. Groovy Chick. That was <laughs> wasn't she, Groovy Chick. Uh, the little pen, pencil case girl. My sister used to have Groovy Chick pencil case. Yeah. I answer to that. Yeah. That will do, donkey. No. <laughs> Okay, maybe back on the oh, Back on the track. <laughs> okay, well, we were talking about the best kind of things that you have done. Obviously, meat and slabs is a big thing. And it kind of like, I mean, as you said, people like Ed Sheeran and stuff like that, like Nile Horn, like that's quite cool things. But on the flip side, has there been any horror stories from working in an industry like story. this? Because I imagine everybody comes from the outside seeing you being like, you guys have such a cool job. Oh, Do you yeah. mean? You get to chat, mm. you get to have a bit of crack, yeah, do yeah. events, things like this. But has there been any like downsides? I mean, I have a good one. Okay, you've seen the downside of the show. No, or downsides well, happened to us. Something that happened to me when you were on holidays. Oh, yeah. What right. do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice gift. Yeah, good Won't gift. say names. Uh... Won't say. No, don't say names. Don't say names. You don't need to say names. Don't need to. No. So Graham was away on holidays. This mm-hmm. is when we were on the zoo crew. And I remember we were doing a very exciting show that evening because it was the Vodafone Comedy mm-hmm. Festival. And myself and this producer, we were doing the show from a Vodafone store on Grafton Street. And the premise of that evening's show was I was going to do it mm-hmm. with different comedians in the two hours. Right. Okay. And I was like, oh, this sounds exciting. This is fun. And it was an OB, so I didn't have to press any of the buttons. I would just be in the store with a microphone, and there would be someone back at base here pressing the buttons. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I remember it started off badly because we arrived, and we ended up going to the wrong Vodafone store on Grafton Street. Would you believe there's one at the very top and one at the very bottom? So then I'm getting a call. Nathan, the show is going to be live in two minutes. Where are you? And I'm like, we're in the Vodafone store. Where are you? Then realized, oh, it's the other one. Had to sprint down Grafton Street. I'm unfit. I'm a leggy guy, but I was really not making too much distance. (laughs) I eventually got into Vodafone store. I'm here. I think I'm going to get sick. One of the tech people puts headphones over my ears, hands me a microphone, 
okay, you're live. And I'm like, hello, uh, yes, this is the zoo crew, Graham's on holidays. I think I'm going to get sick. Here's a song. And we go into a song, okay? And then we start settling down. And I can give names of the different comedians. Maybe not the one that was drunk. Okay. <laughs> there was one comedian. Guys, there's a CS space here. We can mention yeah. names. It's fine. Donkey dick. <laughs> The first comedian arrives, all right, and we're playing a song, and I'm speaking. Wait, he's writing "donkey dick" down. What's that for? What? What are you writing? Donkey personal use. (laughs) Finn, stop that. To views, please. So, sorry. Back to story. I'm speaking to this comedian while the song's playing, and I'm saying to him, "Hey, look, this is what we're going to talk about in this section. You're literally on." For like three minutes, yeah. and then you can promote yes. your gig at the yes. Vodafone Comedy Festival. And he's like, "Man, I'll be honest with you, I'm absolutely hammered." And I go, "Excuse me?" He goes, "I am so pissed. I've been drinking all day. I don't really want to talk too much." And I'm yeah. like, uh, "Man, we're gonna be going live here." And then the producer says, five seconds, okay." And points to me, and I'm like, hello! And I start speaking to this comedian. He's kind of slurring his words. Mm. He doesn't swear, thank God. But he is shouting at people walking (laughs) by the shop. But thankfully... Nothing bad happens, all right? And um, we're, we're happy about that. Then another comedian comes, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Then a third comedian comes. Yes. Can I give yeah, them a- the FC? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this third comedian, Fred Cook. Okay. Do you know the comedian Fred Cook? No. I'm sure your listeners do. And if you, if you don't know who he is, look him up. So I'm like, oh, great. Going to be chatting to Fred Cook. Yeah. So then it's 40 seconds until we go live. And the producer puts this man in front of me and says, Nathan, here's Fred Cook. Uh-huh. And I look at this man and I remember thinking, that is not Fred Cook. <laughs> I know who Fred Cook is. Heck, he was in the Spar ads for yeah. many years. That is not Fred Cook, but I, I doubt myself, Connor. I doubt myself because I'm like, oh, I don't know the Irish comedy scene. Maybe this is just another Fred Cook. So I shake his hand, and it's kind of sweaty, and I speak to this man who is supposedly Fred Cook. And I remember it was like a news story about like the leaving cert. It was some weird statistic. Sorry, just had to look him up there. I see who he is now. Yeah, you know who he is. (laughs) So I'm chatting to this guy and he doesn't give too much. I remember thinking, wow, this guy is here to promote his gig. Yeah. And he's saying like one word answers and he looks uneasy. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Jesus, this is not sounding great. Mm -hmm. And I remember he just said a weird comment Nothing crazy or anything, Mm -hmm. but I just remember being like, this is not going well. And then we go into a song, and then he shakes my hand again. He walks outside, Connor. I'm not making this up. He then walks, I'd say, maybe five yards, Uh and he sits down in front of a sleeping bag. He was a homeless man (laughs) that walked into... The Vodafone store. The producer went, huh, where's Fred Cook? Are you Fred Cook? And the guy said, yes. I chatted sorry, to sorry. a homeless what a man. Kick in the face for Fred Cook being like, sorry, we just mistaken you for a homeless person. Our bad. I chatted to a homeless man live on the radio for five minutes. He could have said anything. 
This uh, thank God he was media trained. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> the worst thing is, I actually found out a few years later because I told Fred Cook <laughs> that story, and he was like, "Man, I heard that happen. That was doing the rounds," and he goes. I was at the other Vodafone <laughs> shop and I remember being like, where is everyone? It was honestly, like I remember you laugh now, but at the time when that happened, I was like, what on earth? My career could have been over. Like he genuinely could have said the worst thing mm. in the world. And I'd just be like, yes. <laughs> nice. Spin <Yeah>. 1038. <laughs> Lovely. So that was my one. Graham. I've been trying to think. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not even going to try and top that I mean, because yeah. that's the funny story. That's the go-to when things go wrong. I mean, is there anything unexpected? Maybe that's came from having more of this like limelight on yourselves. That like, suppose, I mean, like anything bad that you were like, oh, this isn't as funny as I thought it'd be. I was thinking not about like the show or anything, but you've been disheartened <laughs> in the past about DJing. Remember, you were going to oh, pursue like doing these DJ. Yeah, th- thank you for reminding me of that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were awfully down after that oh, weekend in particular. Oh, Wasn't dying. there the Halloween one? weekend? Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. So, um, again, uh, interviews and DJing. I always, I always a little bit, just a little bit, kind of nervous going DJing because okay. because. I used to DJ at home by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd have my, all, my own equipment Did in Mayo. Did you like a DJ name or was it just your... Yes, DJ Quench. D- DJ Quench. I'll only be referred to as DJ Quench for the rest of this interview. Finn. Donkey Duck. <laughs> so I would be at home and I'd have all my own equipment and I knew exactly how it all worked and I'd uh-huh. set it up and I'd borrow my dad's van from work and we go driving around you'd rally those yeah. like 50 plus yeah, yeah. yeah the ladies are calling honestly I had one family in the palm of my hand the Needham's at home I once in the space of a month I did a 21st a 30th and a 40th <laughs> it was class I was making so much coin out of this family <laughs> but I was uh, so when I'm doing those things I know it's all myself but then when I moved to Dublin mm-hmm. and I wanted to get involved yes. in a bit of DJing wasn't my equipment and I was a bit nervous going into these clubs, and it happened once. <laughs> I can't look at you properly. It keeps fucking laughing. Yeah, well, you stop smirking at DJ Quench. <laughs> Show him some respect. I'm just here for a good time. <laughs> so there was a place. Actually, I can say it now because it's closed down. Quinn's and Drumcondra. Oh yes. Yeah, Jesus. yeah. I heard about an institution. So they had closed down for a while to do renovations, mm-hmm. and I went in and I was doing their Halloween night, and I was dressed as Tony Cascarino, <laughs> Tony Blair, <laughs> <laughs> former Labour leader Tony Blair. <laughs> nah, no, Tony Cascarino. I was basically just wearing a USA '94 jersey, and I wore white shorts and green socks. Okay. And I rocked up, and I went in. <laughs> And they go, oh, the place stank of varnish. And they go, oh, are you the DJ? I was like, yeah, yeah. They go, oh, great. Uh, the equipment's all over there. We don't know how to set it up. And so I went over there. And the fucking thing, nothing was plugged in. There was a system all going around the place. There was new owners or something like that. I couldn't figure out how to make it work. Mm. And I was there by myself, not knowing what to do, completely on my own. Then I eventually got it working. Was just a cup and a string, really? Was that, yeah. Basically, yeah. It was so bad. And then I eventually got it working to a point. But the speakers were broken, so you couldn't oh. hear any bass. So it was just, you know, you hear a song. Imagine a song with bass. Doo, doo, yeah, 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 yeah. That was all taken it was out just of it. All it was all treble and mid. So they were look, so people were looking at me going, what's up with this fucking DJ? He's shite. I can't hear the bass. But the, problem, the best thing about it was, no one turned up. There was about seven people there and it was advertised, Graham from Spin 1038 is going to be here. And for the whole thing, I had anxiety. It was so bad. Oh. It was so bad. That the fella came over and told me to finish early. Oh, Jesus. 
So and did I, you get paid? I got paid. Yeah. Oh, was, that uh, must have definitely knocked a few years mm, off your life. And I remember I went home and I was so stressed. It yeah. was actually six years ago. Because I remember I just started dating Claire, mm. and. Um, and I remember yes. she came over and she goes, I've never seen you like this. I was I was erratic. I think I was you like, should see other people. <laughs> <laughs> I never wanted to DJ again. You disgust me. <laughs> uh, it was it was horrible. And since then I have this little bit of anxiety towards really? going turning up at a new place. I like I like going DJing when mm. if it's with spin or something yeah, else because yeah. it's all set up. But if I have to go to a place by myself <laughs> and set it all up, I have this horrible memory from six years ago, Halloween, <laughs> and there's a smell of a varnish and someone going, Why is the music And they shit. promoted it. Like Graham O'Toole from Spin 103 yeah. for one night and one night only. You don't want to miss it. And I just Seven. can see it. I can see Graham beforehand buying the sandwich deal in Tesco's. Yeah. He's eating in his car. He's arrived a bit too early. He's sat there for like a good 20 minutes. Then he arrives. Graham doesn't want small talk. He wants to just be led on yeah. to the stage mm-hmm. yeah. and but what was funny as well with your DJing is Graham is quite old school he had like a catalogue of CDs well like a lot of these young DJs were u- using a USB key <laughs> and a Mac Graham would no. have like all I'm these CDs I'm imagining like do you know the way like you know, if they were like on family trips people got really into like getting those like portable DVD players yeah. I imagine like one of those cases oh it was huge you know, it was yeah, massive like, no no but do you know it's kind of like a binder yeah. with like all little CDs was that the kind of job mm-hmm, you were working mm-hmm. with and then I would cut out a now piece of paper that's music one two three that's, I'm <laughs> telling you and then I would cut out a piece of paper and I'd write one to twenty and I'd write them all down mm. hand but because I wasn't DJ enough it was such an ordeal to transfer everything over to USB <laughs> I was like fuck I don't get paid enough and also, I don't DJ enough to bother. Am I right in thinking you come across a song and go, "Oh, I need to burn that." Yes, like I'm gonna make yeah. that oh. onto a CD. But then I'd always, I'd be, I'd, I think of a song, and I'd have to remember. So I'd have about like 150 CDs in a case, uh-huh. but I'd have to know where the song I was looking for was, <laughs> and there'll be blank CDs. So I'd have to go, okay. So I want to play Usher, yeah. That was released in about mid two thousands. So I think my two thousands around around between ten and twenty. So I go, yeah. That was my life. So 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 that still haunts you to this day. Honestly, it haunts me. I I don't DJ hardly ever. I DJed on last Saturday with Jazz from Spin. But he knows his shit, so I know yeah. if anything goes wrong, he's going to sort it all out. <laughs> if anything goes wrong, it's his fault. Yeah, yeah, and he'll fix it for me. Exactly. So it's fine. But I, I've been haunted by that. Oh, I can still smell Jesus. the varnish. Just, uh, you know what to do. It could have been I worse, don't. varnish. It could have been worse. Couldn't it have? Mm. Like, it could, could have smelled shit. Yeah, yeah. shit. yeah. I mean, has there been like a worse, like, like that's definitely like probably the worst gig that you've ever done, but like even has there been with the show, like anything that you've been like, something weird has happened I suppose like I mean these are on your own personal kind of stories um, but like I, 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 I love as well that these have happened both separate you yeah. maybe these are just like whenever you spit across everything just turns into chaos no I suppose like look we never get stopped we or invite anything. chaos though onto the show oh yeah mm. we like a bit of chaos if when things go wrong I think at the beginning we used to be very afraid If any, we were afraid of something going wrong but now you we don't care you use that as content because mm. you're doing this every morning yeah. and in, you need to at least excite yourself as well so if there's a mistake where bottle of water address it be very transparent but over the years of doing radio because you kind of forget that people like the show like if you <laughs> go <laughs> honestly because I, I became single halfway through like like two years into mm. the breakfast show and I remember I'd be on Tinder and people would be like I love gotta get it wrong 
And you're like, oh, this isn't good. <laughs> like, I remember I didn't enjoy. Yeah. Because you have to be very careful. Because yeah. you're kind of like, oh, I kind of... Some people might know me. I'm yeah. not like an Or they old... may think they know you as like a certain kind yeah. of person, stuff like that. Yeah. I remember going on a date and someone's like, oh, you're very disappointing. <laughs> I, I love the show, but I don't find you as funny. And you're just like, oh, shit. Um, but like, I don't know if you find, if you just go to nightclubs, that, look, we haven't gone to clubs in a while, mm. but if you fucking go into coppers, people will be like, it's only when people are drunk will mm. they go up and be like, hey, it's the guy mm. off the radio. Mm. And you're like, I don't like that. Really? That is just intense. You're not a fan of if that. If someone grabbed my arm the last day in the pub, <laughs> really? I just stuck his finger in my face. It was, DJ! And I was like, I was just after hearing some bad news. I didn't want to be. <laughs> I don't want to go, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm usually very nice. I don't mind it. But I was, DJ! And that didn't, like, you, you didn't want a welcome response to that? <laughs> no, it was strange, Connor. You might think that I would have been open arms to someone grabbing my arm going, DJ! I do it to you every morning. <laughs> like, it's that something different. We've, we've got chemistry, though, Connor. Yeah, yeah there is chemistry yeah. there. And we need to address it. What's going on? I don't know. I kind of you know, want to move this friendship forward. No, no. You must be patient. I'm fighting for Connor out in the field yeah, there. I'm just are. trying to get you radio it's shows. fresh meat in this building. Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's, uh, yeah. A lot of people see me as a target. Yeah. Um, and I like to keep it that way. You're okay. mysterious. Mm, like yeah. you, you did not tell us that you were a man that liked picking strawberries. Mm. You kept that close to your chest. And that and has changed my opinion. It has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I look at you differently now. I don't know for the better or for the worse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll never know. <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> but I suppose... Speaking of time and realising that uh, this has been going on for quite a little bit, I suppose if before we kind of wrap up, I want to ask everything that's been going on over the last three years. I mean, the people that you've got to meet, the stuff that you've got to do, um, the dates that you've been able to go on. um, What does the kind of future hold for Graham and Nathan? I mean, is there any big, you know, bucket list things that you want to do? Like, is there any like be like, right, this would be like our target? Like, 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 is there any dreams that you still like me want to achieve or is it basically like everything that keeps coming along you'll be like oh jeez don't expect that to happen I want I want to do I think I, I'm not going to say it no, but I want to do something remember I've told you about slashing my tyres <laughs> you told me don't do that I'm going to slash Nathan's tyres no there's a thing I want to do in the future but okay. it has to be at the oh, right yes. time yeah, yeah. and it involves us mm-hmm. creating abroad. a community okay. and going abroad and doing something okay. that is honestly my dream to do that have it in my head but the time isn't right yet, Connor. The thing is, oh, I always say it to you, Nathan, and well, you know what I'm talking about. Time to manifest. Speak it out. I, I don't know if you actually want to do it. I would do it. Yeah, you would do oh, it. I okay, because it's a huge oh, undertaking. Yeah, I'm No, I'm trying to see what your longest episode was, and I want us to be your longest one. <laughs> oh, Jesus. What is your longest episode of interview? It is uh, Vittorio Angeloni, um, a Belfast comedian, and I think it was like for an hour and a half. One hour 27. Oh, Jesus Christ. Damn it. We're only one hour four minutes, and he's going to edit half of this. <laughs> oh, no, I don't edit. <laughs> uh, that's, that's my big goal. Yeah. That is to come. I know I don't want to be that dick, but because I don't want anyone to steal the idea. Okay. That's like, but no, it no, involves us, involves anyway, us so getting like different people like yeah. kind of like Noah's Ark in terms of but not animals people with different trades okay. and skills and doing something going to a place and doing something massive biggest biggest thing that's ever happened in the Irish radio industry so your big goal is to gather people and do something do something incredible okay. and Connor if you're lucky I might bring swingers. you along for the ride it's a swingers thing. it's it in Devlin's in Armagh town <laughs> 
And we get, I need a carpenter, I need a plumber. And a big strawberry. And a, and, and a male and female donkey. I heard to look for a DJ, actually. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not me. No, 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 no. The swinging club, they're, uh, they're very aggressive. They demand good music with a lot of bass. DJ. <laughs> DJ! DJ! Yeah, but they're putting another finger. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, is that, is that a shared kind of dream? No, or is this man want to do? This man wants to cut me loose. Look, um, this man was working with the IRFU. <laughs> <laughs> Someday I hope I have my own show. <laughs> the Nathan show. Do you smell? You smelt yourself there. Yeah, yeah no, I smell okay. Someday um, I want to change it to Nathan and Graham. <laughs> I know. Look, we love doing the breakfast show. I think naturally you'd love to move on to national radio at mm. some point. You'd love to do that. Um like, because I never wanted to do radio, I love radio now. Yeah. I've realized, because myself and Graham, we've also done stuff for TV. Yeah. And I used to always think TV would be mm. something I'd love to do. It kind of still is, mm. but it's not as fun as radio. I love how immediate yeah. things are. TV, you're just waiting around for ages. Yeah. Uh, I've done a little bit of acting and sketches pre-radio. Oh, right. And it's... um. No, like college times, you wouldn't mm. have. But I just remember that's even not that fun because you're just saying the line again with yeah. different angles. It's, um, but I'm training to be a celebrant, oh, Connor, yes. at the moment. Uh, explain to me what a celebrant is. A lot of people get confused with celebrate or celeb. Celebrate. You celebrate the Brits. No. Don't say that in front of Connor. <laughs> What's the one where you're not having sex for a while? Humanist. Celibate. Celibate. Oh, yeah. Celibate. I'm training to be celibate. <laughs> I'm training to be celibate. It's tough, guys, with the old um, So I'm training to be a fully qual- qualified celebrant where I could, you know, help people on their wedding day. You're making kind of cry. Why are you crying? Hey, this Why? is an emotional thing. Is, this is what his plan is. Take me seriously. He set up a website. Yeah. I'm Take me seriously. It. You're crying. Taking your glasses off, rubbing your eyes. Am I boring you? How dare you? This is my future. Go so, on. yeah, I'm being a celebrant. I'm training at the moment and I want to do weddings because a lot of friends have asked me mm. to like MC their wedding okay. and my brother wants me to be the celebrant for his wedding. But with the celebrant, I'm not going to be able to legally marry the yeah. people so they get married in a registry office yeah, yeah, yeah but then they'll have a ceremony and i'll be at the front with a big folder being oh. like hello do you take this and that and i'm currently doing the classes online and i've realized <laughs> there is a market with the whole celebrant thing because the majority of people that i can see who are celebrants mm-hmm. are 70 year old women amazing so I don't know if that will work in my favor or not. I don't know if people will be like, I don't want a young, creepy, tall yeah. guy to be a celebrant. I want Martha instead. Or they might want something like that. Mm. So that's something I'm doing. But you never know. You never, you never know. know. You never know, Connor. You might be getting married, Connor. Are you getting married anytime soon? Um, Look me up. Not that I'm aware of, but Look I mean, me I may be a mail order. You, you, never, you know. never know. Yeah, that's the thing. You know where I am. It can creep up on you. Got you a good deal. <laughs> Yeah, you a good deal, Connor. I'm, I've been I've been waiting for this. You're sweet. Give him ten percent off. Ten percent. 
Give me a punnet of strawberries. <laughs> oh, we're giving a great shout out to you. Does your parents still work with the no, strawberries? No, they don't. I think this was just like a money uh, hustling scheme that they did when we were younger. Was annoying. it to hide the drugs that your family look after? Uh, and thank it you was for more them. Like rifles and stuff like that. Was yes. really <laughs> well, rifles. <laughs> uh, I like that. Uh, <laughs> but I suppose. I mean, guys. Before we go as well, and before I mean, I let you plug in everywhere that you can be found. I was hoping I like to play a little game with my guests. Oh, oh yeah, mm. I fucking love games. You're gonna be this one because this one is oh, shit. <laughs> no, it's actually very fun. Uh, basically, you may have seen me writing down things during this. Yes, interview. I saw. Um, it's very a list rude. Of words. I know you're trying to sneak out. Oh, I was sorry. watching every word you wrote. <laughs> it was very rude. <laughs> I can see it all. Yeah. Paying attention. Oh no, it's been a lot of time. I was actually trying to Google some stuff as well. I was being like, I have no idea what's happened. Um, but basically I want to do a quick fire round of word association with you guys now it's obviously we've discussed three things that have happened but I want quick thoughts phrases just whatever comes to mind as soon as I mention these because I mean we've already talked about it so it shouldn't be that hard but like the hardest thing is we we have to stay quick with this now need an example I don't know what we're talking about huh give an an example example. can you give me and Nathan are very competitive is it like gummy bear um, it is like I've written down words that you just said, yeah. and you just whatever comes to mind first. Say, it's not, say for it's instance, not, we it, said hand sanitizer. Yes. What would be a good answer? COVID. Yeah, yeah. And well, then does, yeah, does Nathan there's, go again? there's no right answer in this because there's literally donkey. <laughs> yes, that's always the right answer. Okay. Exactly. But are we ready for it? And are we shouting at the same time? Or are we given? Are we go one two one two? Do we keep going until someone? Yeah, can't? one two one two. Yeah, we'll okay. go one two one two. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it, it, I mean, it's it's a game. It's Graham, not a competition. You go first. It is yeah. a game. We take this. Right, we're, we're very competitive. We're okay. competitive. Alrighty. You go first, Graham. I'm going first. How are you feeling? Nervous. Nervous. Okay. Graham Nathan. Here we go. Jesus, I'm as hard as a nickel. <laughs> we're number. <laughs> <laughs> the next three of us. <laughs> <laughs> first that, that, word is, word is original. First word is <laughs> mental mile. Louisburg. Uh, fucking weird shit going on there. Okay. DIT. Uh, film and broadcasting. Pat Hannon. Starbucks. Colin Farrell. Uh, coffee. Donkey Dick. <laughs> Seaman. <laughs> Graham. <laughs> Graham's <laughs> uncle. Fred Cook. Let's make it stop. Homeless man. <laughs> Homeless. <laughs> DJ Quench A oh, really bad DJ <laughs> Fucking sandwich varnish Celebrant <laughs> Donkey A Donkey dick And finally Finterviews Finn Interview <laughs> To the future It's basically a game That I like basically Get everybody to their Quick fire And then they go For the future And go like Oh great Yeah 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 Amazing podcast <laughs> It's very much a leading game For my own enjoyment Finn Yeah Finn Interview Brilliant. God. Well, guys, it was an absolute pleasure having you on. I mean, I didn't expect this to happen anytime soon, but God, I'd love to see hey, some hey, You know, know, you speak to our people, our people speak to you. <laughs> I'll get you one spoon on three. Do you, you have worry. anything else you want to say to Graham? <laughs> well, I, is there? Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, yeah. That, that was a <laughs> question. That you was that, that meant a lot. That meant, that meant you okay? Lot. That meant a lot. Yeah. Good. Do you yeah, want to plug anything? I was about to say it's, <laughs> sorry. Uh, make sure you listen. Plug this show. Make sure you listen to Finterviews. Great. Finterviews. Yeah, listen to like Guys, it. if people can, uh, if they've been listening to this and they haven't heard it just before, where can they find your work and they treat it? We offer very little. Leave us alone. <laughs> Don't follow us. Don't follow <laughs> Don't us. Don't listen to our stuff. No. 
if you want to listen to us, <laughs> listen to Fringe Interview. Why is this listen to this again. <laughs> if you like us, you can plug the own podcast. No, I mean, no, no, no. And I would say, listen to this first in slowed down, slowed down. So it lasts Listen longer. to it backwards then, <laughs> because we've said a few hidden messages. There are a few hidden messages they around have, the twenty-two minute mark. They may or may not have some to do with the donkey's genitalia. <laughs> Interview. Guys, this is uh, this is probably. Can you make sure to edit out that thing? This doesn't get edited out because he represents me. We can't say what he said. I said something bad there because of you, interview. You make the guests feel very uncomfortable. Well, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> Thanks for coming on to the show. For having us on. Thank you. Do not follow us or listen to us. When is this recording? <laughs> when are we starting? <laughs> okay, we'll see you later. You've nice Reebok shoes. Can I have a strawberry? Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Interviews, and thank you so much to Graham and Nathan. It was genuinely a pleasure. Um, if you guys enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to listen to some older episodes because there's like 61 or whatever. There's like three seasons. Come on. So make sure to go back, subscribe, like, share, all that good stuff. And also make sure that you follow me on socials. I'm on everything. Just type in Finterviews online and you'll find me there. TikTok. Facebook, Instagram, not Snapchat, Twitter. Yeah, all those good ones. And you can even get in touch and let me know who you would like to hear on the show next. But until next time, thank you again for tuning in and I'll chat to you later. Bye.